Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Air Products and Chemicals Inc., ticker symbol APD. Air Products and Chemicals is a dividend aristocrat, meaning that they are a component of the S&P 500 and they have increased their dividend payments for each of the past 25 years. In the case of Air Products and Chemicals, they've increased their dividend for each of the last 40 years. So there are under 25 companies that have been able to accomplish this feat which puts them in great company with the likes of businesses such as Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, and Johnson & Johnson. So at the time of recording today's video, Air Products & Chemicals is trading for $267.60 per share. Year-to-date, their stock price is down 13%. Over the past year, they're down about 3%. Going back three years, they're up about 5.5% compounded annually. Over five years, that's much better at 13% compounded annually. Over 10 years, they've compounded at a rate of 12% annually. In going back prior to the global financial crisis, Air Products and Chemicals has compounded at a rate of 9% annually. In addition to that, they've also been paying out steady dividends over this time frame. Currently, they pay out a 2.4% dividend yield. So Air Products and Chemicals is trading pretty snugly between their 52-week high and 52-week low, pretty close to being in the middle. They are a large business. They have a $58.5 billion market cap. So for some more background about the business, since its founding in 1940, Air Products has become one of the leading industrial gas suppliers globally, with operations in 50 countries employing over 19,000 people. The company is the largest supplier of hydrogen and helium in the world. It has a unique portfolio serving customers in a number of industries, including chemicals, energy, healthcare, metals, and electronics. Air Products and Chemicals Inc. also has a strategic collaboration with the Baker Hughes Company to develop hydrogen compression systems. The company was founded in 1940 and is headquartered in Allenton, Pennsylvania. So for today's fundamental analysis, we're going to be performing a modified version of the eight pillar analysis popularized by Everything Money, taking a look at eight key financial metrics of the business to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of air products and chemicals based on those fundamentals. So let's get right into our analysis. Starting off here with pillar number one, we want their average PE over the last five years to be below 22 and a half. Currently, they're trading at 26 times earnings. Throughout this period, they've traded at a high of 36 times earnings and a low of about 21 times earnings. So averaged out, they're trading at 29 times earnings. So this is gonna be an X here to start off on pillar number one. Pillar number two, we want their average five-year return on capital to be greater than 9%. So over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying return on capital is. Here, Air Products and Chemicals does a nice job producing steady returns on capitals in the low to mid-teens. They've been able to consistently produce these return on capital numbers. And over this time frame, they're producing an average return on capital of about 11.8%. So this is going to be our first check here on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. Air Products and Chemicals has grown revenues from $8.2 billion in 2017 to more than $10.3 billion in 2021. This is our second check in a row here on pillar number three. Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. They produced $3 billion of net income in 2017, and that has fallen to only $2 billion in 2021. So this is an X here on pillar number four. This is mainly from the line item earnings of discontinued operations. So as you do more work to learn more about air products and chemicals, this would be something to dig into here. Next up, pillar number five, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. Over this time frame, air products and chemicals 
has gone from having 220 million shares outstanding in 2017 to just increasing that slightly to having 222.5 million shares outstanding in 2021. So unfortunately, this is going to be an X here. We don't like to see businesses diluting existing shareholders, even though this is very negligible dilution. It's, it's about 1% dilution here. So it's not the end of the world and it's nothing to totally write off. Their shares outstanding have pretty much been flat with this very slight dilution. So these other metrics are going to matter a lot more here in the case of air products and chemicals. So far through five pillars, we have two checks and three X's. Next up, pillar number six, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth. So free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. It's this column here in green. Free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and can be used to pay dividends, buy back shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, or reinvest back in the business. A business's abilities to produce free cash flows from now and until judgment day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is ultimately what that business is going to be valued at. So over this time frame, Air Products and Chemicals has grown their free cash flows from $522.5 million in 2017 to last year they produced $877 million of free cash flow. So that is a strong sign here, and that's going to be a check on pillar number six. Over this time frame, they're producing about $820 million of free cash flow in an average year. So we're going to be using that number on our pillars seven and eight coming up in a minute. So, so far through six pillars, we've split it three checks, three X's. Pillar number seven, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. So this is going to help us evaluate how the business utilizes leverage. We don't want to be investing in businesses that are overly levered. Overly levered businesses potentially jeopardizing the longevity and sustainability of a business just to squeeze out higher returns in the here and now. During times of economic hardship, it's these overly levered businesses that are at the most risk of failing. So in the case of air products and chemicals, at their end of their fiscal year 2021, which was in September of last year, they had $2.4 billion of net debt. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $820 million times five, that's going to bring us to $4.1 billion. So if Air Products and Chemicals keeps producing average free cash flows like they have in the past five years, over the next five years, they're going to have more than enough money in free cash flow to be able to pay off this debt. This is a check here on pillar number seven. Then finally, the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, we want their market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20 to give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. So in this case, Air Products and Chemicals has a $58.5 billion market cap. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $820 million times 20, that's only going to bring us to $16.4 billion. So we are way off here. Based on the business's abilities to produce free cash flows, there is not a margin of safety if you assume that this 20 times average free cash flow multiple is a reasonable number. Then, as mentioned, Air Products and Chemicals is a dividend aristocrat. They've increased their dividends for each of the last 40 years. So here we're looking at their dividend profile. People make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield. It's important that no matter how high a business's dividend yield is or how prestigious that business's track record for paying out dividends is, it's important to understand what supports their dividends and that ultimately comes down to the business's abilities to produce cash flows. Here we want to see that their dividend is supported by their abilities to produce free cash flows in each of these years. Unfortunately, that's not what we're seeing. 
They've only produced more free cash flow per share than they paid out in dividends per share in one of these five years. And that was back in 2018. So in these other years, they are paying out more in dividends than the business is bringing in in free cash flows for each individual share outstanding. And that is not a good sign at all for the business's long-term sustainability of their dividend. To keep increasing their dividend year over year like this with such high hikes, especially while their cash flows have gone down, is a capital allocation move that personally I would not be making. A company like this might feel pressure to keep increasing its dividend despite its cash flows. And ultimately, this means that this dividend payment is either coming from the back of the cash that the company currently has, the fact that they're, they'd be raising more debt to support this dividend, or they'd have to be selling off assets to finance paying out these dividends in ever-increasing amounts. If you're looking at air products and chemicals because you're interested in their dividend track record and their dividend yield, I'd be highly skeptical of their abilities to keep sustainably increasing this now and into the future. I could be wrong here, and it's important to do your own due diligence and learn more about the business to understand why these dividends might keep increasing. Then here we're using a discounted cash flow analysis to come to a potentially fair value for the business. So based on their historical growth numbers, that the business has grown cash flows at 5.5% each year. If we assume a growth stage of 5.5% for the next 10 years, and then a terminal stage where that growth comes down a bit, and the business only grows at 4% each year for the next 20 years, then based on that, plus their tangible book value, the business could reasonably be valued at about $275 if you were satisfied with only a 1% return. What this means is that based on these historical growth assumptions, which are assumptions and should be validated by yourself before you take these as being accurate, because chances are, are that these numbers are not accurate, and even though they've modeled how the business has performed in the past, this is more or less a baseline trajectory, and you have to validate these assumptions for yourself. Air products and chemicals would only be producing a 1% rate of return based on the current price. And unfortunately, this would be including their dividends. So at this current price, buying into air products and chemicals is not likely based off of these historical growth numbers to even outpace the rate of average inflation. So again, based off these growth assumptions for the future, if you wanted to make a 10% return by investing in air products and chemicals, which would include their dividend payments, you would wanna pay around a fair value of $118 per share, which is less than half of the business's current stock price. If that's the discount rate you wanna use and the margin of safety you want in the business, then you have to be very patient for this one to come down. And again, based on these assumptions, which you should validate for yourself, this is well outside of a reasonable number for the business right now. This type of analysis is a holistic beginning understanding of air products and chemicals as a business based off their financials. It is not financial advice, and it is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Please validate any assumptions and validate any information in this video for yourself. And before making any investment decision, it's important to do your own work to understand the business and to also talk with the properly licensed financial and legal professionals. So based on our analysis, Air Products and Chemicals checks the box on four out of eight pillars. They're producing above average returns on capital. They've grown revenues and they've grown free cash flows. And while the business isn't overly levered, they're well off on our valuation metrics and they've slightly diluted shareholders. Air Products and Chemicals has a 40-year track record of paying out dividends, but currently their dividend payments per share are not supported by the business's abilities to produce free cash flows per share. And as we saw, based on our historical assumptions for their 
discount and cash flow model. If those assumptions are correct, that's a big if and should not be the basis of any investment, then you could reasonably expect about a 1% return on the current price. If instead you wanted to wait for a 10% return, you would have to wait for the business's stock price to decline to $118, again based on those historical assumptions. The last time the business traded around that metric was back in April of 2014. It is possible if you believe those historical assumptions, just be patient, but again, this is not financial advice. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of air products and chemicals, ticker symbol APD. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about air products and chemicals with me, and have a great day.